Hey there, welcome back to The Hot Slice. I'm your host, Denise Greer, executive editor here at Pizza Today, and with me is editor-in-chief himself, Jeremy White. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, guess what? It's 2022, so... It is. It is. Deuces, double deuces, 22, a new year. (laughs) Happy New Year year. to everyone. It's it's an exciting time. Uh, I think we're all looking at 2022 optimistically yet cautiously mm-hmm. i think is it cautiously good? optimistic is definitely the phrase after what we went through in 2020 and really in 2021 um yeah cautious proceed cautious. with caution right yeah absolutely and we're dealing with a lot right now there's a there's a new variant that has um well restaurants shutting down all over the country temporarily with mostly Again. because of staffing shortages because they've got um, staffs staffing that are coming up COVID positive, which means they uh, they're doing COVID po- um, COVID protocols, and so mm-hmm. it's just kind of we're having some issues again. So unfortunately, it's the most insane thing I've ever seen uh, over the holiday break. I, uh, my 16 year old son and a friend went to grab lunch together. He came home. I was like, "How was lunch?" Um, they were going to go, uh, I'm not going to say where they're going, where they're going to go. They ended up going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why didn't you go to the first place? He said, we walked in, there was one table. That's it. Two customers at one table. The rest of the place was empty. And they told us it was going to be a 35 minute wait for a table. <laughs> and I that's said, staffing hey. shortages. <laughs> that's staff. So I explained to, hey, well, first of all, yeah, let's get real. A server with yeah. their salt should be able to handle what i don't know eight nine ten twelve tables at once at least four to five even yeah. a new server right yeah. Yeah. there's no excuse for one table however having said that i took the opportunity as his father to explain to him this, what restaurants are going through and these staffing shortages and and all of that um but it yeah. was just another yet another wake-up call as to how shorthanded these restaurateurs are yeah. all over the country right now yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been trying, and I know that they're going to continue to pushing push forward through all of this. Uh, and we actually have a guest on the show today that's feeling these pains just as much as everyone else is, um, and that's yeah. uh, Sammy and Molly Mandel from uh, Greenville Avenue Pizza Company there in Dallas, Texas. They have a brand new third location. Uh, which is a little bit of a deviation from the first Mm -hmm. two from having a concept of counter service and a lot of takeout and a lot of uh, nighttime business. Uh, This, this is a huge like sit down, uh, you know, full service restaurant. So it's been a deviation from them and they've Mm -hmm. had their share of staffing issues with having three locations, having to have a hundred employees. You know, it's, it's been tough for them. So uh, it's, it's going to be a great conversation to, to just dive into the employee element of, uh, of re- being a restaurateur. Yeah, they're great people. They're friends of ours, um, you know, friends of Pizza Today and Pizza Expo. Always fun to talk to. Uh, they went all in at a very critical time, uh, right in the middle of a pandemic. Like you said, um, suddenly when everyone is short staffed, they had to figure out how to find bartenders and servers for the first time ever. But, <laughs> but amazingly enough, they, they've pulled it off. Uh, I'm sure that they will tell you they're shorthanded, that they too are struggling to 
adequately have the proper number of really skilled, highly trained employees. But having said that, they are pulling it off and making it happen. So kudos to yeah. Sammy and Molly for their, their diligence. Absolutely. And that's kind of the, I think that's going to be the theme of 2022. Just figure it out in, in order to get to the new places that a lot of our restaurant owners want to get to. They're just going to have to just figure it out as they go. Um, and so uh, let's just dive right into the conversation with uh, Molly and Sammy. Let's do it. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. With extraordinary pizza cheese comes extraordinary rewards. Only Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese offers the Gold Club Rewards Program with a monthly cash back on every cheese purchase. Members also receive funds twice a year to use in their exclusive marketing store. It's their way of saying grazie to customers. Schedule a demonstration at BaccioCheese.com slash hot slice and discover how rewarding Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese can be. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. Well, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Welcome Thanks for back, us. I should say. Welcome back. We're back. Uh, yeah, but you've got some exciting news to share. So let's let's first dive into what has happened to you over this last couple of months because uh, big things happening for Gapco. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we opened up our third location on November eighth. Um, amazing opening. Uh, you know, we we. We do as much as we can on the training efforts. So we were in the store weeks prior, really just trying to train everybody up, uh, you know, get, get the people that were going to be on the pizza line to be as close to pizza slayers as possible. And, um, you know, really opened up in a, in a great city, uh, in a great area. It's a city of Richardson, which is a suburb of Dallas. And, um, and uh, the city of Richardson has been absolutely amazing. The mayor came out and, it was just, it was a blast. I mean, we had a lot of great, uh, you know, opening parties and um, the city has just been super welcoming. And for us taking on a 3,700 square foot restaurant, which is new to us, um, that's being of that size, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on design, um, you know, flow, um, the look of the restaurant, how everything's gonna work. It's also our first full service bar um, that, you know, to have at a Gatco, we have beer and wine at other locations, but uh, full service. This was the first time, and we also introduced servers. Um, we wanted to do something a little different because the space is so large. We really wanted to, you know, increase the opportunity to use that bar. And so, what better way to do it than to add servers? So, we have been doing a whole lot of new learning as business owners. Uh, you know, throwing in servers, throwing in full bar, throwing in a larger location. And so the kickoff to 2022 has been quite intense. <laughs> I can imagine. Wow. You know, the one thing that I'm very curious about, because you have gone from, if, if you don't know out there listening, uh, gone from a more um, counter service model with late night to, um, to now with this full service. What, you know, when you look at like where your mind's at and where your priorities are, um, you know, how did you kind of take that all on? Um, when you started this new location, like, 
Like what became the new priorities for you to think about um, with this new concept? Um, and how has that kind of changed as you've, as you've kind of gotten into it? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the priorities for, for this, really, we're just trying to figure out what were those areas of, you know, just like I was talking about, that we're going to have to learn that's something we haven't done. Um, you know, in that third location, there's still like an area that has a pizza bar uh, where people sit across from the Slayers. We treat that pizza bar kind of like if you're at our other restaurants. So we still brought part of what makes Gapco Gapco into that third location. Um, but a lot of it really was just trying to, you know, actually focus on having bartenders and, you know, having servers and, you know, hiring a GM that was more prone to full service. Um, those became the priorities since we were kind of changing that model up a little bit uh, from what we're so used to. Um, and I would say that, you know, I, again, I mean, our, our opening, I, in my eyes, went flawless. It was great. I think our focus was where it needed to be. We were able to, you know, take some of our best of the best from our other stores um, and get them to help open up that store. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, training, of course, is always a massive priority for us. And so we had to find those trainers in those other stores, get them to come help us. Now, that was not a great move for the other stores. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> We have been dealing with the pains of doing that move uh, for the last couple of weeks, but uh, it did get the new store open up, uh, opened and uh, it went very well. So I would just say priority wise, really just focusing on the things that made the model different from the other ones. And, um, you know, just really kind of focusing in on, on, on the training aspect and how we can still execute that at a high level. I'm curious how the two of you were able to find, look, in the great employee <laughs> shortage that the nation yeah. is experiencing and the refrain we hear all the time are, you know, just mm -hmm. understaffed, shorthanded, can't do this, can't do that, I don't have enough people. How were you able at this time to find servers, to find bartenders when you didn't have a pool of bartenders or servers in another restaurant that could help you out, right? So where did you find all these people? Well, I'll, I'll start yeah. by saying we have a saying at Gapco and it's never stop hiring. Like <laughs> even pre-pandemic, we were mm -hmm. like never stop hiring. Even sometimes we would forget that ourselves and we would stop hiring. And, and then a few weeks later, we'd be like, oh no, we forgot again. We got to start hiring. <laughs> so I think just the continuous effort of, you know, posting ads, looking out there, like, you know, talking with people um, in other restaurants and just constantly looking for those star employees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, our main thing is like, look for character and, you know, if the person's kind and is eager to learn, they'll be able to do anything. So, sure. and that's another thing with our trainers that we took from the other stores, you know, not, not uh, bartending, but as far as servers, you know, our, our cashiers were able to train servers on the menu and, and, you know, how we speak to our customers and, and all of those things. So I'll let you kind of take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, again, because, because we're still Gapco, we're just Gapco with table service essentially at this third restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. third table service and a bartender. Um, but, you know, 
I would say that, you know, I mean, after we opened, we, we, we ran four weeks with a bartender and then all of a sudden we went to zero. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's where, that's where luckily, you know, we have a bar manager and, you know, we kept our drink menu as simple as possible uh, so that we could cross train other employees uh, and some of the servers to learn how to basically make those drinks. Um, has it been ideal, obviously, but, but we made it work. And, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, I've had to look back on some of the struggles that I've dealt with over the past 12 months. If this was Sammy five years ago, I would be going crazy at some of the things that I see now. Uh, yeah. but, but I have to kind of look at myself and say, you know, I've got three locations, we've got a hundred employees <laughs> and I have to just say, uh, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. This will all work out. And as long as everybody just does what they need to do, I mean, things will kind of pan out. Um, on the hiring piece, if I were to say anything, um, yes, it's don't stop hiring, but I think that you really have to put, so unfortunately, you got to put money behind it. Um, sure. You know, put it posting on, on Indeed is great, but if you're not boosting those ads, um, you're just not going to get much. And unfortunately, right now, what we're noticing is that the market is really saturated with a lot of people that don't have experience. And that is, that, that is one of the biggest things that's killing us. Um, and to a degree, you know, managers are just trying to make sure that they've got people, enough people to fulfill orders, to fulfill being able to take the orders. Mm -hmm. And that's of course led to some, you know, probably some bad decisions of who should, who was brought on and who shouldn't have been mm -hmm. brought on. But sure everybody's trying to do the best they can. I'm really just trying to help them focus on the importance of training. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to keep our doors open seven days a week, uh, which we've been successful at. And uh, really, I mean, even if we did make a bad hire, how can we try to make it a good one? How can we, how can we focus on still breaking down our training material and really engaging them? And even if they don't have the experience, as long as we can find a level of care, we're good. Um, it's really just trying to make sure that you don't have the ones that don't care. Um, and I think right now that's just kind of what, what you kind of have to find in this market right now. I, I really hope that uh, the experienced ones that are out there eventually come back to the market, but we haven't seen that change yet. Um, so what's working for us is constant, hi constant hiring, but also constant boosting. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you say 3,700 square feet? Is that what you said? Yes. 3,700 square feet. And that actually, that does not include um, uh, the 500 square foot patio out front. So nice. there's also that. Um, and we're working with the city to actually increase the size of that and to wrap it around the building. So hopefully uh, in a year from now, that thing will be 1,700 square feet. Nice. So how many do you seat right now in, your, in that footprint? Man, what I don't even know what it is to be honest with you. I think it's around seventy-seven. Yeah. You know, on on the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I think there's another another twenty on the outside. And what's funny is we designed this the layout with the tables and everything post COVID yeah. in in a COVID world, and so we spaced yeah. out accordingly. You know, like we yeah. spaced. So we don't have a ton of tables, but. Uh, and so when we did this, we opened the restaurant, everything's going great. We're like looking at each other, looking at Phil, we're like, we need more tables. And, 
now things are now with the Omicron. Okay, but now do we, you know? Um, so yeah, so even I mean, there's way more seating than yes. our other location, but there mm -hmm. still could be more seats. But yeah, sure. Wait and see. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of hang tight. I mean, our our ever since the time change happened, all of our stores have seen a little dip in sales. And you know, on one hand, we're not happy about it, but because we're dealing with so many staffing issues, um, it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, this gives us the time to kind of again focus on training, focus on trying to just make sure that we're doing what we need to do right, so that when it does mm -hmm. come back to being busy, um, hopefully we execute, you know, again at a high level. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, with the with the new location, was it the opportunity that made that made it possible for you to expand to doing uh, full service? Or was it something that you were you were gunning to do full service? Or was it the space uh, became available? And you said, All right, here we go. Let's do it. You know, kind of which which was it? <laughs> it was a little little combination of all of that. We were when we opened up the second location four years ago, um, we opened, uh, you know, we went smaller. So we went from, mm -hmm. from 1,500 square feet to 1,000 square feet. Yeah, um, is so cool though. <laughs> I like that. It is cool, <laughs> it is cool. But, you know, when we did it, you know, we really were just trying to simplify, but at Gapco, we, we pump a ton of money into our design and our look. And if you're gonna spend a lot of money doing that, you really should do it on a bigger space because the cost of, the way things work, you want to fit more seat, you want to fit more uh, bodies in seats, sit, sit more bodies in seats when you're investing that level of money into the look, design, and feel. And, and two, you guys know, I mean, the, the pizza slayers are the showcase. So what we learned really with that thousand square foot location was we just really couldn't give that full show that we wanted to. But another thing we had learned um, really within the first three months of opening that location was that a lot of the customers actually wanted our location to be bigger. bigger. Um, a lot of people, when they first walked in, they were like, oh man, like what? This is, we were expecting it to be, you know, to have, to have tables, have a communal table like our first one. I don't think necessarily our customers wanted, um, I don't think they were in the mood or, or, or they were, I don't think the fact that we were having servers or no servers was a deal breaker but they did want a larger space. So yeah. we already knew that, you know, moving on to location number three, it was gonna have to be somewhere between probably uh, 2250 to 2700 is kind of like that, that range we were in. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then Denise, that's, that's where you talk about the opportunity. We found a really cool space, very similar to our other uh, two locations. And obviously a thousand square feet larger than what we wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, got a good deal on it. And that's really where that opportunity piece came in. And we just said to ourselves, hey, you know what? This will probably be the biggest location we ever have. Let's double down, go all out, uh, make it a dream fantasy world <laughs> for, the pizza, for the pizza slayer. Um, and when you, when you, when you visit it, um, you know, our pizza slayers, you know I mean? Like the, the goal is to have them on stage. Like we, yeah. Um, we've got a freaking stage trellis that holds lighting that shines down on them. <laughs> the, the butcher blocks are essentially the centerpiece. Um, and, uh, when I'm in there, I jump on a microphone and call out the Slayers by name and yeah. you know, have a fun time with it. So we really, we went all out. Um, 
And, and so far, you know, I've talked to a lot of our guests if they like the server model. Um, and, you know, a lot of them have said yes. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that, again, I don't think it's a deal breaker one way or the other for our guests. Um, they just want to be taken care of. And I think as long mm -hmm. as we execute on that, they're good. Um, and I did want to actually say something, uh, Jeremy, you'd, you'd asked again about the staffing piece on the servers. So yeah. all the servers that actually work at the third location have never served before. Um, wow. But yet we do have a team of servers. Um, and a good, a good team at that, yeah. I would say. I mean, we've been getting a lot of good Yelp reviews and stuff on nice. service. So that's, that's very cool. I think that nice. the, the, the biggest thing when I talk to customers about the servers, um, you know, a lot of the customers will comment, they'll say, you know, and, and again, I don't, I don't go up to the customers and say, oh, well, they've never served before. But a lot of the customers <laughs> just comment, they comment on the fact that they're very nice. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they may not have that experience level, but if that personality comes through that they're nice and they're helpful, we're making it happen. Now, I saw a story earlier because just because it was funny and I was yeah. in there the other night and talking about, you know, how we're getting servers and bartenders. So our kitchen manager who has been with us for oh, going on almost five years. Five years. Um, he started as a driver and uh, moved to kitchen and anyway, so now he's our kitchen manager at Richardson. And so the other night we ended up not having a bartender and he has never been a bartender before and learned everything. And I guess the day before came in to bartend and one of our uh, servers that has never been a server came up to him and was like, someone just asked for a Don Julio Cadillac. And I just went over there to say hi to them. And they're like, hey, Molly, you know how to make a Don Julio Cadillac? And I was like, no, I've never been a bartender. And they were like, well, neither have we. <laughs> and so we're all like pulling out Google, you know, trying to figure it out. And just, and that's what was so cool. I walked over there and, and they were just trying, they were just figuring it out. And they yeah. were giving yeah. the guests what they wanted. So that was you know awesome. That would be something that I, I think about because I think about how other operators would ask you questions about that. And I think that one of them would be like, how did you go from zero to good Yelp reviews with a, <laughs> with a staff that does not, did not know how to serve? Like, how did you go from zero to, to good? Like, how did you get there? How, well, how we I they mean, were just automatically. There. I'm not even paying attention to any of that right now. <laughs> uh, you know, but... But, you know, I, you know, it's funny though, but like Molly was just saying with that story, you know, Sammy five years ago would have had a heart attack for us to not know something about anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. what do you mean we don't know? You know, yeah. um, where, whereas now it's a very different approach. I mean, you know, I was always, you know, a bit of a micromanager still am and, and, or kind of a helicopter parent, if you want to call it, um, <laughs> to the restaurants and, you know, when you open up the second one, that breaks that a little bit, you know, because it has to. Opening up the third one and going through COVID, <laughs> I am not the same guy that I was. <laughs> You're just letting everything roll. It's like, ah, we've been through worse. It's, yeah. that. <laughs> it's just, it's just not possible. Um, but I still do. I still focus on a lot of stuff. And, and I mean, Denise, to your point on the whole you know, going from zero to, 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 to good. I mean, again, I, I think right now, right now, you know, in my eyes, good is good. 
Um, I strive for great um, all the time. And right now it is really hard to hit great. And if I can hit good, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm chilling. Um, and I will say we stay, even though Sammy tries not to pay attention to it, we stay on top of all of our reviews. I mean, unfortunately we both get alerts on our phones anytime there's any review, whether they say something on our website, whether we get an email, you know, Yelp, Google, whatever. And I just think, you know, listening to the customer and making sure you make it right whatever happened you know just uh reaching out either i'll reach out or um you know one of our managers will reach out whatever however it is i just think you know as long as you make it right a lot of people will update their reviews a lot of people will just come back i don't i you know like i said we're not getting we're getting we're getting good reviews we've gotten a couple bad ones you know <laughs> but that's just life not everyone's gonna love everything all the time yeah well i know from just being in your spot and i know from talking to your employees you tend to hire i'll say hungry people and i don't mean food wise i mean they're like just hungry to learn and be better and always so i think that that's actually evident in who you're hiring probably for you know serving and bartending for the first time too. That that's you know, and that's a lot of it. I mean, we've got a employee development program that is you know merit based. I mean, it does you know the more you know, the more you can do, the more you're worth. And that that process is it's very intricate and it's very difficult. But what makes it more difficult is if you have somebody that doesn't want to learn more or doesn't want to move up. Kind of um, and, that. <laughs> And that just, you know, ultimately, I mean, it just doesn't work, you know, and, um, you know, right now, you know, again, as you kind of have heard me say, you know, we're focused heavily on training. I mean, that's, that's a lot of that process is sitting down and talking with people and saying, all right, you're here now, how do we get you here? Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, what, what you learn is the ones that really, really, really want to grow, they don't need a lot of oversight. They'll just naturally make it happen because they want to push. Um, but then you, then, the, then the ones where you feel like you got to push all the time, it's just, it's, it's, it's difficult. Like, again, we're having to do it because yeah. of the way the market is right now, but right. you know, we're, we're just going to keep pushing. What have you found has been the best motivator for people? Has it been simply money, you know, a better salary, or has it been the training mechanisms or just you know, being collegial and showing you care, what or perks, benefits, what what exactly is keeping people happy and stick having them stick around right now in this environment when, you know, honestly, when everybody's so short staffed, it's you make them mad, they just walk out and they're employed the next day, right? Yep. So how how are you keeping them around? You know, I think that, you know, it it it, it it's 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 hard now. It's harder it's harder now having three locations. Um you know, I'm somebody that, you know, again, if you go back years, I mean, I've had employees stay with me for years. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't necessarily hard to do. It would just kind of came through building a bond and having a good culture and being able to be on the same page and communicate on a, on a high level and just be eye to eye. Um, to be honest with you, um, you know, we've paid people more money. They've still left. Uh, we've brought in perks, you know, just random perks, whether that be 
gift cards, whether that be Red Bulls, whether that be bonuses for certain things. Not a lot of it's worked. Um, you know, I think that for us, you know, our base wage effective this week uh, is now $14 an hour. Um, and essentially with training and tip share, uh, after about three months, we should be able to take that same employee and pay them approximately $16.50 to $17.50. Um, and then if you factor some tip share in there, hopefully they're in between that 18 to 20 range. And that's what mm -hmm. our goal is. Um, but I, I'll be honest, and I, I talk to I talk to my guys a lot about, about culture and about training and about um, just about employee development. And 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 personally, I think I think that the one-on-one -on -one connection with an employee is 100% hands down the reason that you're going to keep them or lose them. I think that the money does play an aspect, but I do think, I think that as long as the wage is competitive, I don't think it has to be the highest or even consideredly, I don't think it has to be high. I think it just has to be competitive. And I think that if the management team has a good grip on who the person is, what are their goals that they want to achieve, and that the management team assists that person in moving up to achieve those goals, I think that's the winner 24-7-365. I mean, 100%, that's, that's the name of the game. And, and for me, the way I, reason I said why, the way I started this was it's really hard now with three locations. Um, you know, I have to work really hard with my crew to get them to stretch themselves to do that. Sure. And it's hard to do. I mean, you know, and it's hard to do. And so for me, I'm really just trying to work with my work with my managers as best I can to get them to really assist these team members in getting mm -hmm. them to move up. And, and I'm kind of like the devil's advocate, right? I mean, at the end of the day, let's move them up, but let's not, but let's make sure that they deserve to be moved up. Yeah. And that's the other catch, you know? And so there's a lot of little things that come into play there. Um, but again, if I were to tell anybody, I, I just, I personally think that if you want good talent, good talent is going to want opportunities and development. Um, I don't, I, the, the bottom talent, they don't really, they're not really going to know what they want, but top talent's going to want sure. opportunities. And I always just look at some employees. Occasionally I'll have an employee that'll really let me down. And, and I'll have to look at them and say, man, are you trying to develop to be a leader or are you just trying to just do your job? And, and we're really trying to, in, the, in our development program, we're really trying to separate our team members from our leaders and then into managers. And so we're really trying to figure out out of the team member pool which one of these people, which, which, one, which, which one of these or what group of these people want to be leaders, not necessarily managers, but just leaders, and then really double down and focus on those people because those people then in turn will help your managers and they'll help your culture and then ultimately will help your team members want to stay. And I think right now that, that that's our strategy. I'm sticking to that. Um, yeah. And we're just going to hope that we can make that work. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's really well put, and I think you're on the right track. And I also think that that's really all all that can be done in this environment, as long yeah. as we are in this environment. That's yeah. just the unfortunate truth right now. Well, there are places you know that are paying more than us, and sure. um, you know, I mean, I'm 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 kind of like, man, I I don't want to play the money game. I want to play the development game. <laughs> you know, because ultimately. If we're focused in the development, then that means we're focused and engaged with the individual. And to me, that's more valuable than money. And if the person is just after money, well, then they're really not there for you anyways. Right, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. True. Makes total sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. You know, I think that if I were to share anything, I probably can't find it now. It's buried in my phone. I, I read... Um, I read an awesome quote that I read the other day um, and it spoke like directly to how, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of my conversations with, with, our, with our managers. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I feel that a lot of, you know, we, we unfortunately, unfortunately we've lost a lot of people this year that were with us for a long time. Um, and, you know, some of it, some of it due to money. Um, I think by other places going out there and putting out these ads that are like 16, 18, 20, I think it's caused a lot of employee yeah. confusion uh, because yeah. now what do they do? Why, why work for you when they can go make more, you know? Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, and again, and now what's happened is we've, we've been infiltrated with a lot of employees out there that don't have a lot of experience and you're trying to sift through them and find out which ones want to be leaders, which ones care, you know, so on, so on, so on. But some of the ones that left, honestly, when I did, when I had the opportunity to do not necessarily exit interviews, but had the opportunity to catch up with them after Gapco, uh, yeah. really kind of dig into some of the issues. A lot of it had to do with frustration. A lot of it had to do with the, the new people that were hired on that didn't know a lot that cause frustration of the team members and they just don't want to put up with the BS anymore. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I've really been on the managers about focusing on the A and B players, trying to cultivate the C's to B's, you know, really just working on just, again, the development piece. And, and I, and I saw this quote the other day and it says, nothing will kill a great employee faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. Mm. And I think very true. I, I really feel that over the course of the last year, year and a half, um, really ever since COVID, sometimes when we've lost these great people, it's been because unfortunately, sometimes you end up with some bad people and mm -hmm. they exert all that energy that you're, that you really need to be dumping into the good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, I, I went into a meeting last week and I said that to the managers and I just said, we got to stop. I mean, even if it means being short staffed, Turn off the tablets, increase your quote times, don't hire the person that may potentially cause more problems and distract us from focusing on the good ones. So yeah, that'd be the last solid, one. solid plan of attack because you're right. It, it, <laughs> that will drive good people away in her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And back to the review, like I would say, you know, there are some people that will write a five star and be like, oh, it took a little while, but everyone was so nice and the food was so great. Mm -hmm. and then if someone's rude to you on the phone or right. help you in the way you want to be helped, you'll automatically get a one star. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. And Molly, like Molly said, like her, her and a lot of the managers, um, they, they, when we get a bad review, we all jump on it. Um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes you have ones where you're just like, Oh my God, again, old Sammy five years ago would go ballistic. <laughs> now, now I'm just trying to stomach it and say, it'll be okay. Let's just get it taken care of. But that's one of those pieces that, you know, Molly does a really good job of and uh, the managers do uh, a great job of, and we're always all over it. Um, but like I said earlier, I mean, right now it's about just being good <laughs> and hopefully when all this stuff is over and new people come back, we can get back to being great. Um, but for now I'm going to, I'm going to sleep on the good and, um, you know, and if you guys have the opportunity to get down to Dallas to check out the new Richardson location, um, you will love it. Um, as I, you guys know, uh, Phil creative director, uh, for us, I mean, we dumped so much time and energy into the planning and design of this thing. Um, you guys would absolutely love it. Um, yes. A lot of. There was like, there was, there was no budget when building it. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Did you have that on the docket before, like before what? 2020 dropped, like before? Yeah. The yeah. We did. We actually, we actually signed the lease on in December. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. We signed the LOI, I believe in December of 2019. And then, you know, eventually got to the lease later on during COVID. Uh, wow. So, yeah, we, we, and we, also we like went, four days after I found out I was pregnant. So, yes. we, we both, uh, <laughs> what are we yes. doing? <laughs> it has been, in, it has been intense with COVID, baby, new restaurant. I mean, it has just been, you know, yeah. in my, in my uh, perfectionist micromanmanagement brain it's on overload right now <laughs> one thing i'll say is take your breaks because you do not you you're not going to get those you're not going to get that time back so if you have to right. take you got a good crew that yeah. can fill in you guys take your time when you need to because it's important to your well-being especially managing three stores a baby uh and all of those hundreds of employees 100 employees so <laughs> yeah it is it has been something else and you know luckily we're, we're very fortunate that we do, we do have some great people um can't wait till i have more but the ones that I got right now are, are pulling it through and we're making it happen. And uh, hopefully this employee piece uh, simmers down here in the next couple months, I'm hoping for. And, um, you know, that, that, will, that will ease a lot of stresses uh, on everybody. So, yeah, well, for sure. We hope that too. Absolutely. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys in a couple of months. Yeah. It's Expo. So, uh, but thanks again for, you know, taking the time coming on and talking about that employee piece because it's very important to the industry. And a lot of people are very interested in how, mm -hmm. how people are getting through it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we're, we're, we're challenging. We're, we're taking the challenge with them. So hopefully, uh, hopefully people take a, take away what they can from this. And that's what we're focusing on over at Gapco. And um, thank you guys for having us. And yeah, can't wait to see y'all at uh, Expo. All right. All right. Absolutely. Molly, Sammy, thank you so much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. It's been great. Thank you. So good to see you. See ya. Good, good to see you. All right. See, you. see ya.